and welcome back to another episode of the Growth Club. Today, I actually wanted to walk you through some of my processes when it comes to planning, filming, and uploading my content. And these are some of the things that have worked for me and some of the recommendations that I personally have for you when it comes to content creation, planning, as well as uploading during the whole creation and production process. But to get started on that, we need to cover the basics. So you need to be orientated on what type of content production that I am currently doing. So I think I mentioned this a little bit in the last episode where I was talking about how you can follow a macro content production strategy or micro content production strategy. And what I mean by those two things is for the macro one, you are producing for all different platforms, you are mass producing, and it's going to be allocated on all the different platforms and repurposed quite a lot. When you are looking at micro content production, we are looking at succeeding almost first in one platform and gaining some momentum there, and then moving on to pushing some of that momentum onto the next platform, finding some success there, and then moving on to the next. So currently what I am focusing on is a micro content production strategy. And the reason I am doing that is because this method can be a little bit quicker into finding your initial success because you are honing in on a specific platform, meshing yourself with the culture on that specific platform, and looking more in depth into what is happening specifically and having your finger on the pulse basically. So that will help you grow a little bit quicker in the initial stages. My plan is to then shift slowly, but almost also quickly into a macro content production strategy. But for now, I'm still using the micro methods as I get used to moving out of that system. And then I'll move into a macro content production strategy, but I don't want to do that just yet. So now that you are up to date on what exactly I am doing behind the scenes, I am going to get started on letting you know a little bit about how I plan my content, how I, for example, script my content, film it, upload it, the whole process involved in everything related to content creation and getting that post up there. So since I'm using a micro content production strategy, I put all of my efforts and focus into TikTok first because TikTok is obviously a very top of funnel content platform. So it will help you get the widest reach, possibly quicker than other platforms. Hence, I wanted to put my efforts there. I put all of my eggs in one basket, yes. And that is what I did initially so that I could have the quickest growth. And because of that, a lot of my content planning and how I formulate all these ideas actually stem from TikTok first. Now, once you do gain momentum, if you do choose to go down the micro content production route is to actually not put those eggs in one basket after all, because you don't want to be focusing all your efforts into one platform only. And given that this platform is borrowed land, you renting out space on a platform, you are not the homeowner. So that avenue for you growing your business can be taken away from you. So you want to make sure that you're utilizing multiple different platforms later, but that is just a side note that you need to be aware of. Okay. And now that we're done with outlining all the different caveats, let's go into looking at how I plan out my content. 
So what I'll frequently do is when I'm actually scrolling on different platforms, initially I would only be scrolling TikTok when I was focusing purely on TikTok. I would be looking over there for ideas. So if I see a type of content that I think is great to get ideas from, I actually go ahead and I copy the link and I save it on Notion. And the reason I do this is I will have the link there ready and I reference it with the title. And this allows me to then go in at a later time and actually plan a little bit further using that. I know that there is a save bookmark button (laughs) within the platforms themselves, but I really don't exactly like using those just because it can get really messy if you're just doing that on your phone. So I do like to plan separately on Notion. Now, some of the ideas that I take away from other creators could just simply be a visual hook. So how they've placed the camera and how they've angled themselves just looks visually interesting, aesthetic, and it acts as a hook in itself. Or it could be a verbal hook that they've used. For example, they may have said something that really catches my attention and then I want to save that so that I can look at it another time, maybe break down some of the psychology behind what they did. Another thing is actually a hook that is written on the screen, how they've placed their text, how they have used specific fonts. Certain things just catch more attention than others. So I may have saved that for that purpose as well. So a lot of the content that I end up saving in Notion is a lot to do with impulse. It's just my initial instinct that I go with and then I quickly save it if anything is interesting to me. So this is not really a finalized version. It just helps me accumulate almost like a database of ideas that I can utilize later. So that is how I do my initial stage of planning. And the reason this works for me is because it doesn't take me out of the momentum of scrolling and actually just being a consumer and coming from a consumer perspective. Because once I actually deep dive and start planning, I shift into more of the producer mindset, me creating the content, the ideas behind the content, being behind the scenes. So I don't come from the same perspective. So I just like to save ideas as I go, but I like to actually plan at a completely different time. Speaking of time, when I actually get down to the nitty gritty and start planning the content specifically, maybe looking at a little bit more of the scripts is usually early in the morning for me. That is usually when things are quiet. My dogs are not as active. (laughs) So that gives me a lot of focusing time to actually look at specific ideas and actually break them down. Like I was mentioning before, there's specific psychology that goes behind specific hooks and why they work. So this is the time that I like to really focus in on that and actually have a clear thinking brain to break that all down and see how I can utilize those types of strategies as well. Remember how I also said that I specifically grab links and I add them to Notion? This is because sometimes throughout the week or when I'm looking at it in the morning, I won't exactly remember what the video was, just from a heading specifically. So I like to link the video so I can watch it again and actually be reminded of the notes that I've written down. So if the video was mainly to do with speaking to the audience in that FaceTime-like format, I will then watch that video and start scripting according to the ideas that have popped in my head. I do a mix of actually writing specific scripts and just writing bullet points because I do like to sound natural. During the initial stages of when I was producing all of my content, I must say I scripted out 
everything because I was still getting used to the platform, still getting used to filming. I was a little bit rusty. So (laughs) because when you spend so much time working behind the scenes on your business, you're not really used to hopping on your phone, hopping on your camera to put yourself on screen and actually talk to your audience. So I was a little bit rusty. So I scripted everything. But once I gained enough momentum and had shaken all of that rust off, now, unless I have a specific line that I want to say, a lot of them will be mixed with actual scripts and bullet points. For example, this podcast right now is completely just bullet points. I've literally written down, talk about content planning, content scripting, content filming, content uploads, and everything else is just up to me and what comes to mind at this particular point. So that is how I generally script. Now, one thing I stay away from or try to deviate away from is copying someone else's content completely. I understand that TikTok is very much a platform where you copy trends, you adopt each other's styles, you do things in a format that is very much a replication of other people's content. I understand that. That is for trends. For other videos where it comes in the format of you talking to your audience and feels like you're connecting with someone, I don't mind using someone else's hooks or something similar to someone else's hooks, but a lot of the insights that you give after the hook, a lot of the main component of the video itself, I like to completely adapt it to what is relevant to me. I'm not sure if you've seen, but I don't really like the idea of some of the suggestions where they say, use the transcription of someone else's videos, tweak a few words here and there and completely replicate it because they had a viral video. If you do that, you'll also have a viral video. Yes, that may be the case, but just something feels wrong and off to me when it comes to that. So I prefer not to do that. I would rather just spend the time and extra effort into planning out the content That other idea is just a no-go for me. So I stay away from that. (laughs) I suggest you stay away from that too. Speaking of, I actually had someone who has more followers than me. I think they were in the million range and they were completely (laughs) doing that strategy that I just mentioned where they use everything in my script, but tweak a few words here and there to make it apply to them. And they did that with pretty much all of my viral videos. And it did end up benefiting me where people were coming to my original video. They ended up leaving extra comments because they were saying things like, hey, I just saw another video that was exactly like this. Hey, I saw this person make the exact same video as this. I saw some other people also said things like, who created the video first? Is this a script? They're following the same format. They must be selling the same thing. And it ended up producing extra views for me in the end. I felt like that video was almost coming to the end of its engagement period where people were finding the video, but it ended up getting boosted a little bit just because someone else created a video that was very similar, which ended up pushing my video. But because my original video wasn't intended to be a trend, the fact that someone else was replicating it did boost my engagement as well, but not in the way that I would like it. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't think it's a good format. I don't think it's a good strategy of pushing yourself out there because that is not someone who is an original creator. So that is not something I would gear towards. On top of that, 
I mean, I personally have quite a bit of thick skin, but if you do that, you may end up having quite a few people upset with you. So just be careful with how much of the content you decide to include in your own and decide to replicate. Okay, next is filming. Now, I have seen a lot of videos talking about how to make your video very clear using the back of camera. I'm going to be the first one to say it. If I complicate the process for myself, it makes me not want to film. So I keep things as simple as possible for me. I, of course, still prioritize quality videos, but if it is in the detriment to me actually doing the work and taking action and filming in the first place, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to mess around with the back of camera. That being said, my filming strategy is pretty simple. I actually just use my iPhone. I have an iPhone 13. I also have one of those viral lights that you can get from Amazon. So I have that when it is not bright enough inside the house. I also have that viral tripod that everyone uses. It is very light and easy to use. So I have that as well. But a lot of the times I just hold my phone. If I need the light, I will use the light if I'm indoors. If not enough light is coming in from next to the window, I will utilize it. If there's enough light, doesn't really make a difference. I won't bother with it. Or if I'm outside, I definitely won't need it because it's very bright outside. So I would say all in all, how I film my content is very simple and easy. A lot of the time, it is literally just me on my phone using TikTok. I film in app and that is it. Sometimes I also just edit straight in the app as well. I keep everything as simple as possible. And the takeaway from this that I want you to obtain is that you want to be as professional as possible. You want to provide as much quality and value as possible, but make sure you're not doing this at the detriment to you taking action. I feel like that is the most important step. I am willing to forego the mess of filming on the back of my camera me feeling highly confused as to what is happening on screen because of me not being able to see what's happening if I'm using the back of my phone. I know there are tips to plugging in your phone, utilizing QuickTime on your laptop to see what you look like on camera, but that is too much fiddling around for me. I'm not going to carry my laptop outside to film just so I can get better video quality and also see myself on screen when I can literally just use the TikTok app, open it up and just film it. And you might actually find that other than the depth of field, as long as you have extremely, extremely great natural lighting, the video is actually really clear. So what ends up happening is if you don't have enough light, that's when it becomes quite grainy. So I suggest keeping things as simple as possible utilizing as much natural light as possible. And then when you become more natural or accustomed to doing things, then you can start adding extra features. Like you can grab an extra lighting, you can grab the extra tripod. Until then, just keep things simple. Last but not least, how I upload my content. Okay, this probably could have been gleaned from what I was mentioning just before about how I film my content. I post on the go. So I will post everything just from my phone. I post it live. I am there on the phone. Anything I post, you know, it has come from me, at least for now. I still post everything on my own. And the reason I do this is although my team might help me edit specific aspects, edit podcasts, also edit some of the videos that I have and actually pushing the post button, making sure all the branding is in line, 
making sure that everything is optimized for SEO. I still like to do that myself and I will continue to do so until I get to the point where I need to pass that off or pass some of it off to my team and they will post live. And the reason I suggest posting live instead of scheduling everything is it not only diminishes the distance you have between yourself and your audience because you are readily posting and there is no software in the middle of you getting your post out there. It also helps you keep your finger on the pulse. You are more available on the platforms. You engage better. You understand trends better. You feel more connected to your audience. All things that you miss out on when you start utilizing scheduling software. Now, scheduling softwares are great and they have their own purpose. Of course, in certain circumstances, it may be more appropriate to use them. But just because I'm running my own business, I don't really need it. And on top of that, I personally prefer not using it because if you actually understand the platforms, they have one of two aims. One, getting you on the platform, being there live, there using their product, and two, making sure that you stay on the platform. Hence, the platforms prioritize things like watch time and reward you for watch time. So if those are the two goals of the platforms in itself, I have my suspicions that they actually reward you for being there live posting as opposed to just using software. And I believe that that is why sometimes your videos won't perform as well if you just scheduled it in as opposed to you posting it live. So now that I've gone through how exactly I do my content production using a micro content production strategy, I've gone through how I plan my content, how I script it, how I film it, and also upload it. The moral behind this episode in mastering your content creation process is to actually keep things as simple as possible and make sure any of the extra features that you add, whether it's lighting, whether it is the location in which you film, make sure that that is not coming at the detriment of you actually filming and posting the content itself. Through this episode, I wanted to give you a little bit of the behind the scenes of my process and actually show you that when it comes to filming, editing, uploading, I have kept my process very, very simple and most of it I've done myself. So hopefully you can glean from this that it's very feasible to do this all on your own and keep it simple yet effective at the same time. So if you wanted to kick things into gear and actually work out your content pillars and start planning ahead, like some of the things I do, I actually have a content strategy workbook, which also has a planner included within it. So that will be in the show notes ready for you to download. If you found this episode helpful and valuable for you, make sure that you click the follow or the plus sign just so that the next episodes that come out don't get missed and they land straight into your app of choice. As per usual, keep building, keep creating and keep striving. I will speak to you in the next episode very, very soon. Bye.